All right, guys, what's going on today? I have a fellow Team Pro Physique coach, Kaylee, on here. Say hey. Hi. How are you today? Good. Just got done Good. training. Yes, I just got back from the gym. That's why we're looking like a hot mess. <laughs> right. This is actually a pajama shirt I wore to the gym because that's my life. Soft clothes are the best. I always opt out <laughs> for regular clothes for soft clothes. <laughs> Um, for those of you that don't know Kaylee, she is an online coach now with Pro Physique. She is like the standard mom. Um, she's kind of beat the odds and set a, a lot of uh, high expectations for people who think that they can't achieve their goals uh, after giving childbirth. So um, she's a really good role model in that with both experience and lots of knowledge. So I'm excited to have her on today. Um, one of her biggest recent changes is that she's actually getting explant surgery. So I wanted to have her on here um, and kind of discuss everything that she's gone through with getting her augmentation and then what she's going to go through as far as she knows uh, with the explant stuff. Um, so Kaylee, kind of introduce yourself and then tell us a little bit about why you got breast, uh, breast augmentation and then um, what caused them to come out. Okay. And if I lose track of what I'm talking about, just redirect me because I'm going to happen. It happens. To um, all the time. <laughs> so, uh, I got my implants, I believe 2012. Um, I'm sorry, 2013. Cause I'm had, I've had them seven years. I got them. I'm just, um, genetically skinny girl. I didn't even lift back then. Actually, I had never weight trained then. I just, um, kind of had the, you know, boyish figure, if you will, you know, no curves really. So I thought breast augmentation would make me feel more feminine, give me, you know, those kind of curves that um, a lot of women want. So I decided to go small, stay kind of moderate. I have 325 cc's in each implant, which means nothing cup wise, but with what I had to start with, I'm like a 32 D after wow. kids. Yeah. So it's yeah, 32 got... double D. When I got mine, they're like, I think I have 320, which is like the smallest size or the second mm -hmm. smallest. Um, yeah. And I'm only a B. Look what? at you. Yeah. Really? I literally had nothing though. Like I had like pectoral muscles and that was it. Like I had no, my pockets were so small. <laughs> they're like, we literally physically can't go any bigger. Like this is uh, what we have. Yeah. Uh, yours look great. So <laughs> it gave me before Pearl, obviously, um, I had like 32 double D um, before I started lifting, of course. So I, you know, like two year and a half ago, um, I didn't really have any like issues like health issues or anything like that, that led me to look at explanting. Um, they just, they kind of were feeling off. Like I felt like I would get like sharp pains in my side by one. And I just kind of thought it was like normal and standard, you know, I mean, like they looked the same. Um, I had some contractions underneath. Like if I would flex once I bodybuild, they would kind of deform underneath, but nothing like I don't walk around like that. Mm -hmm. So I fell down the rabbit hole of like a breast implant illness site. Um, I don't recommend that if you already kind of think there's something going on because it like, you know, makes you think worst case scenario. But that made me go in and like talk to my surgeon like, hey, can you just do like an exam? One feels a little bit off. And uh, she did a physical exam was like, yeah, one is definitely smaller. I recommend you get an MRI. Which, FYI, ladies, if you're going to get implants, I think we're supposed to, like, every one to two years. It's, like, standard to have them looked at. But mm. I 
honestly was young and there was no way I was going to pay five or $600 out of pocket. So if you think something's wrong, MRI is how you detect that, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the MRI said no rupture, that everything was good. Um, which now left me with one boob, a little bit smaller for no reason. <laughs> hmm. So, um, I kind of let it go cause my surgeon that I went to, um, she wasn't who put them in, but it's who I had available local now. She kind of made me feel like she actually said to me, you will be unhappy if you take them out. You have a social media presence. I don't recommend it. Wow. And like it kind of like hurt from another female basically saying like, you're going to be deformed or look bad. You shouldn't do this. So then I felt like stupid. Like I had read all these things and I was making something up wrong. That wasn't wrong. So I just kind of let it go. And over the course of the last year, I kind of got more pains where like randomly I'll just feel like I'm like get stabbed in the side of the one that is smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, nothing major, you know, um, but I think there's something going on in there. And I had read that like sometimes MRIs won't show ruptures because we, um, our bodies as an auto response to a foreign object, everybody's implants form like a flesh capsule. Yep. Like it's, it's normal. That's what they all do to fight the foreign object. Um, sometimes I said it can rupture and they just kind of hang out in that capsule. So on the MRI, it appears to be intact. So um, I just decided that the only way to know what's going on and causing it is to open me up. And then I just don't care about them and the same reasons I did before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, while we're in there, let's just take them out, repair the muscle because mine are underneath and be done with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any like, you know, I, I have things that I like read in a breast implant illness, but I don't like, it could be age. It could be like, there's so many things I think because I'm in the health and fitness industry, I understand that so many things can play a part when something is going on in your body that I can't definitively say, or am I comfortable saying like my implants are doing this to me. So I'm just going to have them taken out. If some things change, then I would know like, oh, okay, well, maybe it was related or maybe like, you know, the autumn response of my body is what was causing me to do, you know, or have a certain, um, side effect but I'm just kind of over them I guess and to have another surgery like if they open me up and it is ruptured like I'm glad you know they'll take them out and if I got another set do I do that again in you know eight years seven years like I'm just kind of like when do I stop spending the money and stop like going under the knife for them you know so I just kind of decided to kind of end it now and kind of work with whatever you know I'm left with I've had a kid I've had him in there for a while like I've researched every single bad case you know I'm in this uh breast implant illness Facebook group and like everybody like posts pictures of their afters and some they're like okay those girls look good and some you're like oh god yeah you know and you always gravitate towards worst case so in my mind I'm going in like being okay with that's what you know but I don't walk around topless so it literally does not matter (laughs) um stage I'm a little nervous you know if if one is way different in size or you know is a little deformed I do get on stage and you know little bikinis so you may see scars or see something you know but that's just kind of a risk I guess I'm okay with at this point 
Yeah. I think that there's like a lot that you kind of hit on. So, um, anything, literally anything in your body, like that's why when you get your ears pierced, they turn red or your any piercing, like you're, you're sticking a foreign object in your body and it's going to cause an inflammatory response. And in your breast tissue, you'll get, uh, capsules and then you can get capsular contracture, uh, which is some of the side effects that people explain when they have just issues with their breast implants in general, um, rupturing or not being put in correctly or, or, you know, vice versa. It's kind of like a scar tissue. Um, and so over time, at some point, they usually tell you that you have to get your breasts removed. They recommend eight to 10 years, and that's kind of like the shelf life for the girls. So uh, then you have to either exchange them or explant them. Um, and these are things that like, I just got mine, so I'm not like super there yet. Uh, but right. I'm sure at some point, you know, there is a point of just like anything uh, where it's unnecessary um, to be life enhancing if you're fine with not doing that. So I think that that's important. Um, I think it's really shitty that that lady said that to you. Like your uh, social I, media following, like who says that? No, and then they even, they're like, before you do this, let me get permission from some of my clients. I'll bring you basically like horror story pictures, like my worst case scenario and show you basically in hopes of scaring me into getting a new set, you know, like, and so I, like, I went in and I looked at them and it wasn't even like they, I mean, were they what the standard of a boob should look like, you know, by whoever's standard? No, but they were just boobs, you know, yeah. like you might also have kids and then your boobs might go down to here, but that doesn't mean that you like, it ruins who you are. I don't know. It just, it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I think some of that's being in the industry too, where yes. people make these, you know, standards, like who's making these standards? Who's saying like, what if my boobs do look like a sock monkey? Like, that's okay. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Cause I don't, I didn't start with enough. So I don't think, and in my mind, I'm hoping, you know, my belly, if you will, bounced back after pregnancy. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping my boobs do the same thing where it's like, yeah, they are bigger from the implant, but then when that is removed, maybe, you know, in six months to a year, they'll kind of retract into whatever I would have had post baby. Yeah. And I feel like you didn't go super big. It's not like they like super stretched out your pocket. Yeah have a bunch of loose skin uh, because you went on a with a conservative size. Um, right. So I would imagine uh, that they won't be, you won't be willy-nilly. Uh, sock, <laughs> yeah. Sock, sock yeah, I know. That was like <laughs> the worst case scenario I could think of. I don't know. Like, yeah, but it's, it's hard. And I honestly, I just had a conversation uh, with a, with a client the other day about her thinking about getting breast implants. And she was like, you know, I hear for a bikini to do well, you have to get boobs and I'm like I thought this was dead like I thought this idea was gone but it's because of we're in it all the time we know um, yeah but you know it's it has to be and I told her I was like this has to be a personal decision you're gonna spend you know thousands of dollars on boobs to get a plastic trophy from a judge that doesn't give a shit about you and then you have to pay those off and live in them like there are consequences yeah. to that so well, you know, at the end of the day you have to be doing it for you yeah and I think a lot of girls too who, who do it for that reason they don't think about when they get in their off season, what they may have been comfortable in super shredded. They may not be comfortable and happy when they get into an off season mm -hmm. body. So yeah, the industry, and I don't even know who said, I think Sandy is doing such a good job of kind of yeah. like squashing that. And every time I hear it, I like 
Sinem Daraja's page. I'm like, really? That's weird because she does not have implants and she is rocking the IFBB right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Well, apparently I was listening to uh, Hannah Osmond did a, a podcast the other day with someone. She was being interviewed about her explants and she said that a big reason that she got them was because she had a phone call with a judge. Uh, and they told her that she needed to balance out her t- upper body with her lower body, but not put on muscle. And so she was like, they were kind of insinu- insinuating that I needed uh-huh. a boob job. And I was just floored uh, by that. But I do, every time I go to a, a seminar and Sandy's there and she speaks, someone always asks this question and she's uh-huh. always like, no, like you do not need a fucking boob job. Like, no, right. you don't yeah. need boobs to win. It's all about the overall look, the balance of the body, the physique, mm-hmm. the shape, uh, and the symmetry that you have. So for some people, it does enhance their physique naturally because they're adding some shape that they didn't mm-hmm. have. But that doesn't mean that everybody needs that, nor should you, again, purchase boobs and put yourself under a knife um, yeah. to get a trophy or a placement because at the end of the day, I don't know anybody that got super wealthy off of winning a, a show. I mean, it's not like it's, oh, right. it's going to be profitable and the boobs be worth it. So it's just something that you have to really examine when you're making the decision, if it's right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, I'm kind of hoping cause I have such a small like muscle upper body that when I remove the boobs, it's going to be like, suddenly it looks so much bigger up top. It's like all of a sudden I'm jacked because, <laughs> <laughs> because right now my boobs are actually bigger than my shoulders. So when I remove them, maybe people are like, oh shit, look at all that muscle Kaylee put on. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Everything just looks so much bigger. Yeah. 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 I'll be interested to see actually. That'll be. Oh no. That'll be You're going to be. Six months from now, you'll be like, shit, how much protein have you had? (laughs) (laughs) Increased protein intake. (laughs) So when you met with your doctor and now you're officially getting them, when is your surgery? Uh, Two days from now, actually. What has been like the protocol leading up to that and what did they suggest it will look like for you? Um, So I ended up, actually, it's funny you mentioned Hannah. I'm actually using her same surgeon in Little Rock. Um. So I found him and he thinks like, it's so weird. It was almost like sending check-ins, only topless. So because um, we're seven hours apart uh, distance-wise, I did everything like over the phone and online. So I just sent him basically topless photos (laughs) and he decided like, you don't need a lift. Um, He will physically examine me uh, tomorrow. Uh, We drive to Little Rock in the morning. So he'll physically examine me tomorrow. So if he thought something different, you know, we would address it then. But so he, by looking at me and I'm guessing like my nipple position or whatever, he was like, you don't need a lift. So, you know, he says it's kind of, it's actually the exact same relief when I got him. you know, like the recovery time, six weeks before you can really like go back to the gym full time. Um, they're basically going to open it up, get the implant and whatever flesh is attached to it out and then repair the muscle, and then just sew me back up. So I actually am anticipating it's going to be less painful recovery because, mm-hmm. like, they're not scraping out a pocket and shoving it up in there. Like, so in my mind, I think it's going to be better, but we'll see. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews by people that have had explants. Some of them were like, oh, it was easy breezy. And some people were like, no, they had to, like, scrape the fuck out of, like, my pocket to get yeah, the like, capsule out. Yeah, it can, like, attach to your insides, like, the scar tissue can kind of navigate out, I guess, and just kind of, so we'll see. Um, 
I'm kind of hoping, you know, in like two weeks I could do like light cardio, maybe some light lower body, but I am the kind of person like I had Pearl and a week later I'm doing light upper body and cardio. Yeah. Like my doctor said it was fine, you know, but I'm just one that's like, I don't sit well doing nothing. So we'll, we'll kind of see, I'll take it easy and, and, you know, do what they say, but we'll see. <laughs> so you've opened up quite a bit about it on social media and I'm wondering, have you gotten a lot of support? Have you gotten a lot of shit from people? Like what has um, the feedback been on that? You know, I almost didn't share any of it. I'm pretty open on there about, you know, anything really. Uh, it's been good. My, my, my hard time I have is like, I have a lot of good friends like you and, uh, other people who have implants. So when I talk about it, I always feel like I'm like nervous because I want to share my story, but I don't want to at the same time put another female down because she has them, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's kind of weird for me. And I get nervous sometimes when people will say something and if they have implants, I'm automatically like, I feel like I'm like have to defend myself, but I'm not because they're not judging me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a weird situation to be in, but overall people are very supportive. Explants kind of a, a thing right now. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people reach out like, Hey, I, you know, I had an explant as well. You know, thank you for talking about it. Or I actually shared, I did like a question, uh, ask me a question or whatever thing. And some people could ask me about my explant and I shared my, one of my topless photos that I had sent to the uh, physician, but I put like strawberries on my nipples, you know, cause you can't put nude. And my husband was like, did you really just put your naked body? And I'm like, I know, but you like, it's actually, it might help somebody, you know, yeah. like if they can see, I don't know, I'm like a visual person. So overall the feedback has been fine. I haven't had anybody be mean at all. I just feel like I'm like very nervous and cautious when I do share it. Cause how I felt and the reasons like, I got implants because I didn't feel pretty enough without them. I mean, that's why I got them. I did not feel womanly enough because of some sort of thing in my mind. I told myself I was supposed to have them. Mm -hmm. So I want to share that, but I don't want to make, that's not everybody's reason. So I like, I get nervous about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, because Uh, I needed them to feel good. I'm not saying you needed them to feel good, you know? So I think everybody's been supportive. It's me. That's more like, nervous about sharing that experience, I guess. Yeah, I think it's really hard. And I actually, it reminds me of a conversation I had um, with a client the other day who was like, I feel bad because I look at other people's stuff, but it doesn't make me feel good. Like it makes me insecure. Like, cause then I start mm-hmm. comparing myself to that person and I'm like, it's not that you're, she's like, and it, and it sucks. Cause I don't wish them ill will. Like, I think they're awesome and amazing. And it's not that I have anything against them. It's like, but looking at their stuff is like not good for me. And I'm right. like, anybody that cares about you is going to want you to be in your best headspace. Um, and so removing that exposure, again, nothing against that person. Like you want them to succeed in their awesome people and their success literally has nothing to do with you and it's not against mm-hmm. you. Right. But if, if you're looking at someone or someone's page or following someone and it's negatively impacting the way that you think and the way that you feel about yourself, well, that's probably not a good person to be following. And, and it, like I said, it's nothing against them, mm-hmm. but I know that that kind of battle where it's like, I'm not saying this to offend anybody. I'm not saying this to right. talk anybody down or say that they're bad or say that it was a bad investment or, you know, that, that it, this is going to happen to you or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. 
I do think it's one of those things where it does happen to people and it is a real thing. And, you know, people have talked about it. Um, and again, you don't know, you won't really know, I guess, until they open you up, but, um, yeah, it's something that's becoming more and more popular. But, um, at the same time, like if it's your reality, I do think it's important to share. Right. Yeah. I want to share without like, I don't want to do like, I feel like some people like use, like they want to scare people, you know, like yeah. some people that get their explants out, like they're really like, you should never get these. You should be, you know? And like, I don't, I don't want to be that person. Cause that's just not who I am. Everybody can make their own choices. Everybody's body does different things. That's like saying like, don't eat carbs. They'll make you fat you know, mm. or something. It's like, I don't, I don't think there's a blanket statement where like if you get implants, you're going to get sick or you're going to take them out or one's going to get smaller or, you know, everybody's just so different. Yeah. And that's, it's, I mean, it's hard and it's something before I even made the decision I thought about over and over and over and over again, but I knew it was something that I wanted. And I was like, you know, I, I, I'm okay with taking the chance to do this. Um, you know, I'm okay with taking even more time off. Like my recovery time, like you said, six weeks, mine was like at least 12. Um, really? Yeah. Like I literally was a couch potato for a very long time. Um, but it was because I wanted to make sure that I was recovering properly yeah. and like making sure I, cause I'm the type of person too, that wants to get up and do everything. But I was like, I just spent like $9,000 on these boobs. Like right. I'm not going to go and induce complications because I'm being fucking stubborn. Like that's annoying. Yeah. Um, so I had to force myself to like sit down and check out. Um, and you know how my body will respond over time is how it's going to respond. I mean, at the end of the day, they can't be in forever. And I knew that going into mm -hmm. it. Um, so I just think it's really important for anyone that's considering doing something like that, that you really are weighing the pros and cons and understand just like most things in life. It's a very, it's a temporary situation yep. uh, and you can't control how your body responds to these things. So, um, yeah, it's exciting, dude, but do you have to do, do you have to like go in fasted and like all that stuff? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't read my pre <laughs> I would assume after midnight, nothing to eat or drink. Yeah. Um, but you know, I haven't read that pre-op, that stuff. I did read like starting two weeks out, I cut out like all supplements. I had a list of like things to make sure I didn't, you know, things that wouldn't thin your blood. I think what aspirin or something. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was like a list of things to make sure I didn't take. So I just cut everything out and kept in, they added in two like, um, homeopathic type, like it's supposed to help, um, reduce swelling and reduce, uh, bruising and things like that leading into surgery. Mm -hmm. So I started one of those like two weeks out and then I started another one, one week out. And then I have like one to help with, uh, your bowels <laughs> that I start like as soon as I get back to the hotel from surgery. Yeah. Cause that's like the worst thing you read. Anybody who gets any kind of surgery, mm -hmm. if you're under anesthesia and you're on pain meds, it's going to back you up worse than prep. Like, <laughs> yes, it's so bad. I remember I literally was so backed up. I wanted to cry. I didn't poop for like five days. Like it was terrible. Yeah. I was like, this is the most painful thing I've ever felt in my life. Like I need to shit so bad and I just can't do it. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, I've like been taking other stuff this week to kind of like make sure I'm very regular this week so that I don't like keep it all. <laughs> yeah. <later. laughs> like literally full of shit. Full yeah. to the brim. Yeah. So um, I guess I should probably read my pre-op instructions. <laughs> it might be a good idea. <laughs> I know how much I have to pay when I get there and where to go and what time. Well, at least you know what day and time like you'll, you'll yeah. show up. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> 
They're like, have you had anything? Yeah, I just had a bunch of pancakes. And I'll be like, you need to go home. So <laughs> you do know you were supposed to come in fasted, right? <laughs> um, uh, so did they give you, res- you probably don't know. You probably have restrictions on training. Uh, I would assume just to prevent any inflammation, inflammation. Oh, training. this week? Yeah. Um, I didn't ask them, but just my own knowledge. I've done only cardio all week, not mm-hmm. like excessive extra, just whatever cardio I was going to be doing this week. That's what I'm doing. And then today I did like a really light total body, kind of like what you do, like a couple days out from show yeah, <laughs> just to kind of get things moving, but make sure I won't be sore or anything like that. I really like the athlete in me wanted to like hit it hard this week because I'm not going to go to work out. And then I was like, mm, if I have sore, you know, shoulders or hamstrings or something the day of surgery, probably not a great idea. So yeah, I'm back on. You know, like training upper body, like inclined chest press or something like that. That's secondarily like will activate your chest muscles. You don't want them to be inflamed or sore. Recovery. I did nothing chest related today. Yeah. No, I did like leg machines and tricep. <laughs> I guess you would do engage a little bit. It's weird. And as I was doing it today, I was like watching my boobs move because I'm sure you like can relate. Yeah. Like all of a sudden when you have implants, they like, you can move each one like guys do, you know, like in yeah. the movies, you know, and, or maybe in real life. So, um, I was like mentally just taking note of how everything was moving and doing today. Cause it's going to be so much different the next time I'm in the gym. Like, I think that's the part that I'm like freaking out about the most. It's just going to be like a whole new body again. Kind of like the first time I looked at my implants, I was like, I felt this is going to sound so stupid. I felt fat. Mm-hmm. I looked at them and I was like, Oh God, I got them too big. I look so big up top. It takes a little bit for your mind to get used to what it's seeing because you've never had them before. Your clothes fit differently. So I'm going to have to kind of get used to that. Like teenage boy look again. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know. It's going to be weird at first, but I can finally like wear low cut shirts again without feeling like I look very extra. So that'll be exciting, I guess. It's funny that you say that because I remember when I told my parents, I was like, look, I'm doing this. I've been saving for it. I'm getting them done. My mom was like, I just want you to know that I I deal with a lot of people. My mom's a doctor um, and a lot of people suffer from body dysmorphia after they get their breasts because they feel like Mm. they're fat. Um, because it does give you more shape and more fullness and your shirt size might go up um, or something like your balance is just very different. Um, and that's why I was like, mom, I'm, I'm not going big at all. <laughs> like, I just want a little bit of shape. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't even think about that. And that's, that's real for people. That's, that's hard. Um, I know people that are like scared about it. And I, then you hear the opposite where, you know, people will tell you that people always wish they went bigger. Um, yeah, after, that's what my know. surgeon said. Yeah. When I got him, see, I'm he like, was actually my surgeon. I think I always find these asshole surgeons, my surgeon who did my implants, he did a great job on the implants, but he's warned me, you're going to wish you went bigger. I'm like, no, I want him small. Like I took him like topless women's photos. And I'm like, please look at these. This is the look I want. Like, mm-hmm. And so like my, my post-op, he's like, so I was like, I wish I would have gotten a little smaller. And he was like, kind of a dick about it. Like no one ever says that. And I was like, well, I'm saying it. That's what I'm thinking. Like yeah. no one warned me. Thankfully you have your mom that kind of, you know, could give you a heads up. No one warned me of that. So when I first looked at him, I was like, oh, oh God, shit. this is so much. Yeah. You just like, it's not the same as stuff in your bra. <laughs> Are those air bras? I don't know if you had Victoria's Secret before they came up with like the water bra or the gel bra. It had air. 
So in high school, I had this bra and it was filled with air. And if you pressed on it, it would crinkle. That's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. I was, was so bad. I used to like uh, take the padding out of bras and like double and triple like stack them like so it would look like I had a chest in my mm-hmm. like in my bras because I'm like this sucks and then if you wear a cup and you I literally had nothing so even an A which is like open air like pockets yeah like, like if you bend over it's just shoulder. nipple and I'm like this yeah. is so not cute <laughs> yes that would always happen to me yeah the worst I was like oh my god this is embarrassing so then I had to wear like padding with like a sports bra look but even then, I was just like always so flat chested. I was like, mm-hmm. I love being an athlete. And I think when you're talking about your surgeon, one thing I did is hey, I researched a fuck ton of surgeons. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to my consultation, I made sure that he was someone who was familiar with uh, working with athletes. So he worked with yeah. other bodybuilders. He had worked with like wrestlers and like, you know, people that are really into fitness. And he was like, look, you don't want to go big. A, you can't physically. But like, even if you were trying to talk me into it, I would say, look, like it's not going to end well mm-hmm. if you do that because uh, you're not going to be able to be as active and it's going to promote the inflammation in more of a capsule for recovery because you're constantly stretching and compressing that muscle. Um, yeah. And I went under the muscle as well. So I'm like, here, <laughs> fondling my boob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that anyone that's an athlete that's looking at getting a breast augmentation is you want to make sure you're going to a surgeon. There's a lot of experience in the area. And I think that mm-hmm. they're a little bit more popular, um, hit or miss, I guess you either love them or you hate them at this point. Um, yeah. Surgeons that have that type of experience, um, and can kind of talk you through it. I mean, it was cool. He had like a 3d laser scan. So he like showed me what I looked like and stuff. And he was like, Oh yeah, this is where you're like structurally off. Like this is where your pockets limited. Awesome. Like, Oh, it was so cool. I was like, wow. I just learned a lot about how fucked up my anatomy is. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, I just had little gels. I got to put in my bra. Like that's what happens when you're in a small town. It's like, these are going to be your boobs. You want to put them in your shirt? Like, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Like, yeah. But I definitely think you get what you paid for. Luckily, I'm in a small town. My boobs were fine that I know of. We'll find out when I explant. Um, but you get what you pay for with implant and explant, I think. Like, you don't want bargain boobs for sure. Bargain boobs. The black market. <laughs> yeah, like, if they These say have been used. A- you can find my implants on Poshmark. <laughs> yeah, like, if you get three grand tits, they're probably someone else's old tits. Like, let's Oh, that's insane. Oh, that would freak me out. <laughs> you <laughs> find out like and you know me like I'm always like trying to like I don't know so I have my ID card for my implants and it has like the size like my surgeon gives them back to me so I'm gonna like compare and make sure like they put in what they said they did you know like I'm like that person where <laughs> like this does not match my ID card you uh, these are not my boobs yeah I have an entire folder and like a a thing like they hooked me up they got me like all these different lotions and like ointments like I still have this one smooth silicone moisturizer that I had to put on my scar tissue and stuff like they hooked oh me yeah like massage I was so like I don't know but I was like so I massaged my boobs so much when I got them because I was terrified of contractures so I was just always like fondling them I and, still like, do making sure yeah. Especially after like an upper body day, I'm just like, I don't want these to be tense. Like, let's go ahead and like. Yeah, sometimes you know. like if you like, it's funny, only people with implants, but like you squeeze the bottom, they'll like pop up into your pocket. Like, I just still do that now. <laughs> yeah, like mine are finally coming actually, I think like all the way to having dropped. So like uh-huh. they move around like freely now, whereas for the longest time they, they didn't. Um, and so now it's like, oh yeah, like I can feel them moving around now and like, 
Mm-hmm. No, they're like much looser and like free. Whereas initially they were like, boo. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like kind of glued like, on. Like but I almost like like that top shelf when you first get them. They're just so like fluffy up top. And you're like, oh, okay. And now like I've had, so after I had Pearl, like I lay down and mine goes in my armpit a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> it's real fun. Just wait to have kids. It's good to have. <laughs> but uh, it does great things for your tits for sure. Uh <laughs> So now, like, I, like, since I know they're coming, I'll, like, bend over and try to, like, separate my tissue from the implant. Like, this is what I'm going to be left with. Like, like oh, this is it. <laughs> this is the measurement. And it's most this is all that's here. <laughs> so that's, that's my life for the next two days as I anticipate, you know. Yeah. I think they'll be fine. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, like, honestly, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't look ahead and be like, oh, I'm going to have to get them out one day and, like, fear it. I'm like, it, it'll be exciting because I used to love to, like, bench and stuff and now I don't do that. So, it'll be like, the, the training part of it, I think, will be right. fun because you don't have to worry. Like, I'm very, still very cautious um, of, like, how I'm training and how they're activating just because I don't want any, like, extra scar tissue building up too fast because eventually, I mean, there is and it will. Um, and there are obviously repercussions to the amount that you have and how it impacts your body. Um, but like getting them out, I'm like, well, I'll be like 40 and be able to bench again. Like maybe I'll start powerlifting, right. like older, like, you know, there's just different opportunities, um, for each phase of it. So I think yeah. that's really and I, there's worse things than having your boobs taken out. You know, like that's what I oh, keep yeah. telling myself. Like there's a lot, people deal with a lot more serious shit than I had to decide to take my boobs out. So it's like, whatever. Well, it's not even necessarily even just deciding to take them out. It's like being smart and deciding not to invest another pair. Like that's one thing I think about. Yeah, and like, that's do the, I really the want to be either. cut open and have another pair lodged up and then have to have them taken out? Like, and you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Hopefully by that time yeah. I'll be married and happy and they'll like love me for who I am and all that shit. So it'll be like, yeah, babe, I'm like <laughs> getting these, getting these babes out. But it's yeah, not- I'm totally believe my husband when he's pretending like he's not a tit man now. <laughs> Yeah, really buying it. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't even. I imagine. He's, he disgusting. is very supportive. He was yeah. the one that finally was like, "You need to get those out." Like yeah. he was the one that finally was like, "We know too much. You're dealing with too much. They need to come out." But he also like loves boobs. So poor guy. I told him that he can. I'll make him like a airplane neck pillow out of my two tits so then he can still have them and be like that's a sweet pillow where'd you get that and like wife's tits you like a sock puppet and he was like <laughs> hello you can play when pearl gets older you can play dangle balls have you seen that game no dangle balls oh <laughs> yes. you can like play that in your backyard throw on mom's boobs <laughs> that i used to play when i was a kid Oh my god, that sounds like it's literally like a string and like two balls, and they're like heavy balls. What do you do with them? And you toss them, and you try to get them around this like rack, so it's laid like this, and you toss them, and the dangle ball tries to like. (laughs) (laughs) You had a very strange childhood. I don't know. I did. That's what you get for growing up in the middle of nowhere. Like literally, (laughs) you play dangle balls. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) if it was nice outside. you have some pretty good talents then, huh? <laughs> I have good aim. That's about it. <laughs> I'm not sure my, my fondling of balls is up to par, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Started at a young age. All right. That took a far left turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to ask you about was you went into 
<laughs> you went into, hey, I'm sorry. You went into a, a little dieting phase that you wanted to kind of get yourself primed before you did this. So talk to me mm-hmm. a little bit about that decision and why you did that and what that looked like. So I knew I was going to have to be pretty sedentary and I do want to compete again. So I was like, you know, my off season went a little far into the gaining phase. So I wanted to kind of rein that in. So um, talked with Paul and we decided to do um, kind of like a rapid fat loss phase, uh, minimal. I actually still, I, so I did the rapid fat loss phase for two weeks. Um, but in that two weeks, what like you didn't do is I had two off meals. So mm. I didn't truly, you know, like you like were in it, in the zone, no detour where I had two days, I can't, Disney on ice. And I can't mm. remember New Year's Eve. That was were the two, um, off dinners that I had, but I really enjoyed it. I, did I too. thought in my mind, like, I guess I psyched myself up that like, this is going to be horrible. It's going to move back to my early comp days, but it actually, I feel like it, it kind of resets your mind on healthy. I think like, like when I did it and after the first couple of days, I was like, like, Initially, you think it's like momentum. So you're like, I'm motivated. Like, that's why I feel so good. And then Mm -hmm. it was like the end of week one. And I went in for body comp and I was like, I can do it again. Like, let's do it for two weeks. So Dr. Cam was like, if you want to do it, it's fine. And I was like, oh, I'm going (laughs) to at some point feel shitty. But like my training was good. My mental clarity was good. Like my productivity Mm -hmm. was good. And I think it's when you know that you literally are so limited with food selection and like you're going to eat basically the same thing. Like I'm going to have a meat and a vegetable. Like that was me for two weeks it wasn't as like, oh, I'm hungry when like sometimes you can psychologically be hungry uh, and you're not actually hungry. And I just felt like my body, like I even had an increase in my resting metabolic rate. And I don't know what part of like the psychological aspect that was, or maybe it was just kind of becoming more metabolically efficient. Um, So I don't know, but it was, it was a great experience for me. And I'm like, I will probably use that forever for myself. Like whenever I feel like I need to to do that. Cause I just, I I picked up the really good habits that I had in prep and when you're kind of loosey goosey in your off season, you'll be like, Oh, I can have a bite of this. It doesn't matter. And oh, I'll snack Mm -hmm. on that. Oh, that's not the best food choice, but like, I'm going to eat it anyway. And like over time, you don't really see how that impacts like how you're thinking and what you're doing and your energy levels and like blah, blah, blah. Um, and so just by cleaning that up, I was like, wow, I feel fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really great, I was talking to Paula, but I think at least for myself personally, like a great first week of prep Yeah, because you kind of your digestion, my energy was crazy. Like my lifts were so amazing mm-hmm. during that time and it kind of resets you. And it is, I think if you've been in prep and you felt like shit, I didn't feel like I felt horrible because I'm used to what really horrible feels like. But, you know, even though you might be a little hungry, it's almost, I think it was good because it kind of set you up because then your prep macros are going to be a lot higher than that, you know? So you go from vegetables only to your, you know, whatever your prep carbs are going to start at. And it's kind of like prep's a gift, (laughs) you know, like your prep macros are a gift from that. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's actually one thing since I've done it, uh, I use that for a lot of my prep clients. I'm like, all right, we're going to get real aggressive week one and just, you know, I won't cut them low to 50, like like 50 carbs. It'll be relative to their, their prior intake, but it will be an aggressive cut, um, to just jumpstart things. And, and I've gotten great feedback from all of them and the results have been really good. So, um, that's something that I definitely use, have been using and will 
continue to use uh, as a staple for for jumpstarting either you know fat loss for a, a lifestyle client or you know jumpstarting somebody's prep because it it, mm-hmm. it seems to be something that is really effective if they're in the right headspace and they they're motivated enough right. to do it. Yeah, I think, I know for me personally, I've used it on one client. She's doing it this week and she's actually like three or four weeks into prep, but she was kind of in a sticking point and we know that at some point we're going to have to get pretty aggressive. She had Mm -hmm. quite, you know, she has quite a bit of off season weight to lose. So I thought, you know what, why don't we do it this week? Kind of reset you. And I just talked to her today. She's like, I feel great. Like it's forcing me to eat vegetables when I wasn't putting those in my macros. Like it kind of makes you, you know, we should, this is about health. And I think sometimes that kind of, we forget because we're trying to fit in stuff or we're, you know, just trying to make ourselves happy with certain foods and we kind of forget. And I don't know, I really like it. She's, having a great week on I'm only going to do her one week and then we have to go back to you know uh, but yeah I'm happy so what were your results with it um so I did it for the two weeks with the two extra meals and I would say eight to ten pounds because my starting weight was like one I should have looked up before we had it like 145 to 147 mm-hmm. and then I ended at 138 so, and then I had those two extra meals. I don't know that if I wouldn't have, I don't know that it would have changed my weight loss really because it kind of ended up being steady there. Yeah. And then when I went back up to my current macros, I'm, my body's doing weird things from, I think, just anxiety with surgery, but I'm riding around 141. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like, it went up initially like two or three pounds and I think just right now being stressed and cortisol levels, I think my body, like some days I've like yesterday, I think I was like 144 out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my body's just like, doesn't know what's happening right now. And like, so, um, cause now my carbs went up to 130, which is, you know, a decent for me right now. Is, is that, are you going to stay on that while you're recovering? Yes. And actually my fat's still higher. Um, and I might talk to Paul about maybe, I think my calories are on like 1650 right now, I want to say something like that. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going to be more sedentary, I might talk about lowering that a bit. Kind of just depends if my body, if my weight doesn't do anything, like it's mm-hmm. not really fluctuating. I don't see a point messing with it because then I can leave it when I go back to working out. It'll be, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know yet. I know I want to, like we have like, the pro physique summit. And then I have the Arnold and then I, you know, I have like events coming up where I know I'm going to want to be in shape. So I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time. And I know my recovery is more important, but <laughs> you already <laughs> knew what I was going to say. My mom moment is coming and you're like, Oh, I can tell by that look in your eye. You're going to give me know, a talk. I know. And that's what <laughs> I would tell any client is you need to focus on recovery. But I, I don't, I try not to do it, but when I show up to something where I know there's tons of fit people, mm-hmm. I, I know that if I show up way out of shape, how I'm going to feel internally. And I don't like that feeling. So I want to try to, you know, keep my shit together the best I can during this time. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. I went, my first Arnold was last year and I was uh, not dieting. I was well into my reverse. Uh, and I was like, fuck every, cause I was like following, you know, people that I knew were going to be there and all of them were doing a mini cut. All of them were dieting. And I was like, I promised myself I would not diet. Like you are not dieting. Um, mm-hmm. And that was hard for me. Cause I was like, people are going to look at me and like, I, people are used to seeing me, you know, now they're, they're not, but initially, you know, after my 
competing history. Like I was that girl that was fucking shredded. And so I was going, I am not at all (laughs) shredded. So this is weird. (laughs) I feel really out of place. Uh, But it was actually a really good, like uncomfortable place to be, to be like, I'm still a fucking awesome person and people still recognize me and appreciate me whether I'm shredded or not. And so that's, that was a, a good test for me to get uncomfortable with like being in my full off season bod. So mm-hmm. I do think I'm, I'm in full off season bod cause my stage weight's like 120. Mm-hmm. So I'm 20 pounds above that, which is like, I think that's completely normal. But in my mind, since normally for some reason, I always like do my off season, like 10 pounds above. I feel like it's messing with me more because it's not my, you know, my normal. But if I'm ever going to put any muscle on, I have to put on some off-season weight. Like, Yeah, that was so hard for me uh, initially. And, and I've talked about this. Like I had to consciously decide that I was not going to do what I wanted to do. I was going to do what I, what I promised myself and, and Paul uh, that I would do because I wanted to improve. And now it's so funny. I'll see girls and it breaks my heart. Um, who are super tiny and super shredded. And I'm like, you know, even going into a dieting phase, I'm like, I don't ever want to look like that again. I don't ever want to feel like that again. I don't want to look like it. I don't want to be that, that little string bean person. You Um, can see those girls. I'm sure you can relate. You can see how they feel, even though they're like, they, they say one thing, but you see their picture and you just, you know what that feeling is. Yes, one hundred percent. Like I take a picture. Like I'll look at pictures and I'll be like, I I know how that girl feels taking that picture. Um, I know like it's it was hard. I remember uh, when I was super lean. My mom made a comment when we were at the doctor's office, and uh, she was like, I don't even know what she looks like because she always wears baggy clothes. Like I don't even know how small she is. I just know that she's small, you know. And <laughs> yeah. um, I remember it and it wasn't even a point where I was like trying to get smaller anymore. It was like, I hated the way I looked, but I was also like not wanting to like allow myself to like go the other way. Like I was going through some fuck shit, but, um, I know how dark and twisted that mental place can be, uh, where even Mm -hmm. though you're, you might look a certain way, you hate the way you look anyway. Uh, but you continue to like spin your wheels and stay in that little shithole. Yep. It's, it's not. A fun thing at all um but what else was i gonna say that was a sad and twisted story that i just <laughs> so we're in it on a high note <laughs> <laughs> seriously <laughs> uh, that went well oh, well fuck uh, yeah so i don't have any other questions i literally don't know where my train of thought was going at that point but um <laughs> where can people find you um a little bit about you where they can find you and if you have anything else you want to leave them with give it to them now um they can find me on instagram that's pretty much the only thing i use cupcake muscle um spelled like it sounds <laughs> um yeah i kind of post everything there even things i shouldn't post probably like topless photos but uh Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for answering all of my nosy questions and providing (laughs) some value uh, to our (laughs) listeners. And we will have Kaylee on again. Uh, So stay tuned for that. And yeah, have fun doing cardio if you're listening to this, doing that. Bye.